Today we continue our multi-part series for the fall season that serves the tea on shadow work. More specifically, we'll be talking about the stories we tell ourselves based off of old wounds and how they hold us back from living as our full, authentic selves. Welcome to Starlight Tea, where we're serving the tea for living a magically creative life. I'm Belinda Boring. And I'm Christy Cook. Starlight Tea Podcast, a member of the Once Upon a Podcast Network, is brought to you by of Starlight and Moonbeams a team of authors and creators whose goal is to bring more magic and creativity to life. Like the stars and the moon, our mission is to share our light in the darkness, guiding others to discover their own light to shine forth too. To receive notifications of new episodes of Starlight Tea and new issues of Moonbeams Magazine, as well as exclusive gifts and offerings, be sure to subscribe to our newsletter at ofstarlightandmoonbeams.com. Hey, Belinda, what's in your cup this week? Well, I have in my bluey tumbler that I'm uh, got out because who doesn't love a good bluey tumbler? I have mango Gatorade. I found mango Gatorade, my favorite flavor. And so that's what I have there. Um, no more soda for me. I going to be a big girl and I'm done. So that's what's in my cup right now in my life cup. I just got home from being in the valley with my best friend and going to a funeral with her and everything like that. So I was down there and we just did the sacred circle, the first one, which was amazing. And then let's see, ah, I've been doing something for almost three years. Our family's been tied up in something super important. And I got a phone call saying, hey, this is finished. This is ended. We can proceed to the final step. So that was huge. And what else have I been doing? Reading. My garden is no more. We actually did. It is actually no more. We've pulled everything up. And so the beds are naked. There's a few earthworms we found in there. Um, So that is done and it's ready to just take a a break. What else is going on? Just reading, working on magazine stuff. I'm like, what else? (laughs) There's lots of stuff. but Like, that's not enough. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, there, but wait, there's more, you know, steak knives and all that kind of stuff. Um. We had sound. No, did we have sound? No, yeah, we did. Halloween. Oh my gosh, Halloween. 300 baggies of candy we gave out. And my grandson was bluey. And that was just amazing. More traditions, more cool memories. And so, yeah, it's been a, oh my gosh, it has. It's been a busy week. I learned yeah. how to make paper roses. And they were so convincing that when I took a photo of it, my phone labeled it a plant. And gave me the symbol. So when I hit it, it took me to roses on Google. <laughs> so that made me feel good. They looked so, really yeah. good. <laughs> and so I love it. So yeah, that's what's happened, happening to me. Just lots going on. It's busy. It's that time of year. 
and just lots of growing, lots of healing. What about you, Christy? What's in your cup this week? Well, in my physical cup, I have my UCF Tumblr Go Nights, and I just have water. Actually, there's a little bit of flavoring left, but it's been iced down and refilled so many times. <laughs> it's pretty much just water now. And in my life cup, so yeah, we had our first sacred circle, Shattered Illusions, which was an amazing experience for all of us, I believe. Um, the feedback has been just better than I could have expected. I enjoyed it so much. I got so much out of it, so much medicine that we shared with each other. Um, it was it just it turned out really beautiful. So I'm really happy about that. And I can't wait for our next one, which is coming up on November 18th. Um, and we still have seats available for that, just saying. And yeah, the magazine and then also getting ready for van life. It's coming out really quick. So I hit the road before Christmas and actually a week or two, I'm hoping before then, or at least be moved out of the condo and into the van. I'm I might just go to my mom's for a couple of weeks to get settled in to the van and make sure yeah. I have everything I need before I actually hit the road. But yeah, it's coming out really quick. And I'm like, I, I don't even have my van yet. So I kind of get it, need to get on that. <laughs> just um, a little. Yeah, just a little. So I got <laughs> serious. You know, I've been looking and looking and looking, but it it was just like, okay, I like this about that one. And I, I like you know, this other thing about this other type and, but not really sure what I'm really want. And that part of me, because I have been manifesting this and I have had people very amazing, uh, mediums and manifestors working with me, including you, Belinda, I'm manifesting my perfect van that is reliable, safe, affordable, and comfortable. And so I know I will come to it when we are meant to come together. But also, yeah. I know that that time is coming up. <laughs> and today, I just woke <laughs> up. It's kind of funny because today, um, yeah, I woke up feeling like, all right, it's time. So I looked more seriously just online. Still, I haven't gone in person, but more seriously today and actually started saving them and reaching out to the sellers and asking them questions and everything. So it's getting very real. I'm really excited. Um, the other thing with today was the fears I was like, this is the life. And I can't remember what my card was, but it had to do with my meditation, my card this morning. Oh, it was Ace of Earth, which is manifesting prosperity and abundance, <laughs> um, bringing it into the 3D reality. And I was like, that is what I am doing. It's, it's, it's actually happening now. And I got to get over all these fears because this is what I want. So yeah, it yeah. became very real today for some reason. Um, my condo is a mess because I am going through everything and making all of the, the piles, trying to keep the keep fi pile very small because that'll be a storage room and have a sale pile and a trash pile. So that's what's in my cup right now, just uh, getting everything going. So it's exciting. I'm kind of bummed out because fall is my favorite season. In all of the mm. holidays, from Halloween or Samhain to New Year's, I, I just love the whole period. And I don't even know what happened to October. It was it was just I gone. Know. You know? You blinked. And I was like, I'm so trying so hard to be present. And I feel like I was present in every moment. 
<laughs> because I was so busy, I had no choice but to be in the actual moment and, and get the things done. But when I look back on it, I'm like, where did it even go? So, yeah, you know, I, I when I pulled my stuff out of storage, I was like, oh, well, here's my Halloween stuff. Halloween was last week. <laughs> <laughs> I put a couple things out for Christmas, but I really need to sell most of it. So, yeah, it's it's kind of a weird season for me. I feel like I'm missing my most favorite time of year, but I'm heading toward the life that I've been wanting for so long and I've been working yeah. on creating for so long. So it's, it's a little bittersweet, I guess, because I'm not all decorated out and, you know, just focused on the holidays like I normally would be. Put it on your phone. That's what you need to do. Put it on your phone, your lock screen and your home screen. Decorate that. So you carry So you at least getting to see that decoration and be part of it. Yeah. But not actually put up. I'll put it all up for me, for you up here. I already have my tree up. Just one right now. And we're clearing space. So. For all the yeah. others. Yeah. I did get my gnomes out. I got my. Well, I got one still in the box. My gnome tree. Oh. But all the other stuff. And I had already gotten rid of a lot of Christmas stuff um, in the last couple of years anyway. Yeah. It was very dated and lots of broken stuff. <laughs> You keep moving around and it's like, why am I moving this around? It stays in the box even during the holiday season because I don't like yeah. it anymore. <laughs> so It's like time to get rid of it. Yeah, and that's what this season is about, surrender and release. So, yeah, that's what's been going on in my life, Cup, and will be continuing. So there's always something fun and magical going on in the world and with of Starlight and Moonbeams. So we encourage you to subscribe to our newsletter to receive weekly news and updates on our different offerings and also exclusive gifts and promo codes from our shop. You can also hit the subscribe and follow button on your app so it will queue up any new episodes as soon as they drop. And follow us on the socials. Find everything through our link tree, which is in the show notes. Also, please consider leaving a review or comment, something that lets others uh, know what you liked about the episode so they can tune in as well. So we're continuing our series on shadow work today, and we haven't really discussed the stories that we tell ourselves and repeat to others. Stories that actually hurt us. So we're serving the tea on this aspect of shadow work. And we'll just start by what we mean by stories. These are the things that, the, the stories, the narratives that we continuously retell and repeat either um, when situations, repetitive patterns come up and then we, you know, whatever story we're used to telling that's behind that. Even when we meet new people and they're like, you know, tell me your life story and, you know, what are you focusing on? What are the things that you tell them? They often come up as in relation to triggers, either to explain a trigger or as a rebuttal to a trigger or part of the trigger itself. And so that's why they come into shadow work, because they are things that... They're, they're the narratives that we tell because we're either 
not addressing the real situation because that's in the shadow or we are digging into the shadow in a way that is not helpful. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's what we are talking about today. And we, we went into this actually yeah. in our sacred circle on Saturday because that is, you know, before you can move on and write a new story for yourself and create a new life for yourself, you have to look back at the old stories and figure out which ones are holding you back and let go of them, release them so that you can make room for the new. So one of the things to um, one of the first questions that you ask yourself are what are the old stories you tell yourself and others? And why? I think sometimes uh, when I think about the stories that I tell, I often do it as a way to like, it's like a disclaimer or a way to justify sometimes. or um, not justify. Yeah. But yeah, to, to explain away why I am a certain way before the person even asks, even sometimes like, it's to make an excuse just in case that right. person has a problem with you or doesn't like you or doesn't accept you. I think of that a lot of the times when I, you know, one of those excuses that you tell or stories, you know, like, oh, I, I'm this. This is the reason why I'm this. Oh, I feel this way because this happened to me. And before you know it, you're telling a life story <laughs> of past trauma that this person didn't even ask for. Or is not relevant right. anymore, but you realize, oh my gosh, yeah. do I still claim this? And that's where you got to. I guess down. I do because I'm I'm still sharing it, yeah. and so, right? It's it's interesting when you catch yourself telling these old stories, these old things that no longer matter, or things that you've healed from, but you're still telling the story, and you're like, hang a second, I don't believe that anymore. That's not true. That's not relevant. Yeah. But I'm keeping um, myself in that mindset. Hey, let me, yeah, get rid of that. So, yeah, you touched on one of the things about the stories, and that's the beliefs, the old beliefs. And that's one of the things you want to dig into when you're doing shadow work. And with your stories, it's like, what is the belief with that story? You know, what are you repeating that maybe you once believed but you need a question now because you've outgrown that belief. You've learned, you've grown. It's not serving you anymore. It's limiting you. And that's what they, you know, they call limiting beliefs. And so, yeah, that's, that's one of the benefits, what you were saying, one of the benefits when you start mm -hmm. doing this work and you realize that you're telling a story that you don't want to tell anymore. I mean, that's like, ding, ding, ding. You know, I, I'm making progress here. And, right. and then the next step would be what story do you want to tell? But one of the reasons I think that um, a lot of us, um, and I know like some of my repetitive stories, because it gave me a shield. It was a protection. It yeah. gave me a way to keep people at bay. My core wound is abandonment and rejection. And I have all of these stories over my life that reinforce that wound that keep opening it up and keeps it festering and just reminds me. And so now, you know, my story is, you know, I keep telling those stories of all these times people have quote unquote abandoned me or rejected me. 
And it was a way to say, so that's why I'm not going to allow you to closely in because I know eventually you're going to abandon me too. And that is projecting what other people in the past have done to you onto this new person. And that's not fair. It's not fair to them. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to this relationship that you're trying to form. And so that's why we we work on these and I can look now and yeah, there were times that you could call true abandonment, but other times I projected that's what it was when actually, you know, those people were just living their lives or they were making, you know, the decision that they had to make for their best life or their yeah. family, their loved ones. It wasn't about me at all. But at the time, that's how I had felt that I had been abandoned and because it reinforced this story that I was telling and this wound and it allowed me, you know, to be the victim, to be the martyr, to keep people at bay, to not let people in because that's scary, that's risky, you know, I, I'm going to get hurt again. And so I think for a lot of people, that's another reason why we tell some of the stories we do, because it's it's a shield we can put up to protect our hearts. Exactly. Yeah. But we're, that's what we're here for is to make connections with other people and to love and to experience that. And when we're not, we're really not in alignment with our true selves mm -hmm. and our highest purpose and what we're here to do. I know that uh, one of the biggest, like there's a few stories that I tell, but one I know that I've healed from that I can, I can share a little is for the longest time I carried the story that I was broken and that it explained every failure, every, my not being able to be perfect. And it became a shield and it became an excuse too for me not to open up and trust and heal yeah, I just, you know, I must be broken. And then I could rattle off the long excuses like of why I'm broken. Oh, well, I can't have a baby. My body, I, my body's broken. Um, I was abused. I was bullied. I, I can't be anything else. I can't be more. I can't step into my potential and be my true self because I'm broken because these things happened. Well, why aren't you doing this, Belinda? Why can't you do this? Oh, I can't do it. I'm broken. And it took a long time for me to heal. And I remember it it, it becomes a habit. It becomes, the, like I said, an excuse of you automatically just, you pick up that story. This is why. This is why. And then there comes a point where you're like, oh, hang a second. That didn't feel good. Oh, that actually makes me angry now. That doesn't make me feel safe and protected. That makes me feel angry that I would think that I'm not broken. Who am I to say I'm broken? I'm not broken. I'm I'm good. I'm not. And I remember when that stopped being a story. Unfortunately, I have other stories. So new stories popped up. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. you know, I'm not enough. So that's why shadow work is so important and why paying attention to the way we talk about ourselves and to mm -hmm. ourselves and to others that's why it's important because you'll start noticing that repeat repeated theme it may come out worded different but if you if you follow the thread back you're like ah that's that's the need that's the need that wasn't met or that's the trauma that it's linked to and like um when we did the sacred circle this past weekend which was phenomenal i learned so much i followed my story of i am not enough 
And I wanted to heal that because I am enough, God damn it. And, and who I am will always be enough, especially when I try my best. But I followed it back. I couldn't quite find where it started, but then I looked forward and I was like, oh, I joined a high risk, uh, not high risk, a high demand religion where to try and prove and oh, this will help me be enough. This will help me, but I'm not enough. And it caused trauma. I can see it in where it's shown its head in certain relationships. And I was like, this story of me not being enough, it's not serving me. I picked it up as a way to, if I'm enough and if I can be perfect and not make mistakes and people please, people will love me. They won't hurt me. I don't have to hide anything in the shadow. I, I don't have to do anything like that. But what it actually did was it started to hurt me and started to create trauma. And it comes to the point where this no longer serves a need. This is actually damaging. And I think mm -hmm. that's what you were saying. It's really important that we look at these old stories and how we talk to ourselves because we don't want to keep traumatizing ourselves. And we don't want to live in a, in a way where every time we discover something beautiful about ourselves, or we find something that we're excited and passionate about, that our next breath is to tell these old stories to withdraw and then shovel that beautiful stuff into the shadow mm -hmm. and, and lock it away because I'm broken. Why, why should I be excited about writing now? I'm broken. Or, you know, this person, I'm not enough to this person. And so I need to hide this now because, you know what I mean? Just, yeah, I'm rambling, but <laughs> you know, it, it's just one of those things where it's really, really important to look and to yeah and find yeah. out why why are you telling these stories why do you allow yourself to talk about yourself this way you wouldn't do it you wouldn't allow it from anyone else you know you're of worth there's usually a benefit that you're getting out of it and we've touched on some of these you know we can use them as an excuse to not uh, conquer a fear, you know, not to not step mm -hmm. up into our power and do what we're actually gifted at and what we're good at because we've, you know, our stories say, no, we're not, or it's too scary, or, you know, I'm going to get hurt. Something's going to hurt me if I do that. And really, you know, uh, keeping people at bay, you know, that, that protective shield that I talked about before. And, yeah not, you know, really being your authentic self in a relationship and with other people that feels safe to you because then they can't hurt you, but it, it's limiting you on your experiences in this life and on the life that you want to create because you can't do both. You can't hang back in the old stories and try to, you know, create these new yeah. stories that you really want. Because um, that's pulling you in different directions. Um, you're not going to get the most out of this new story that you're creating, this new life that you're creating, this person that you want to be, if you're gripping on to the old, if you're gripping on to the old ways of thinking, the old beliefs. So those are some ways. Yeah. And that energy. too. That too. You're, you're giving it. it. Yeah, exactly. You're leaking it. Yep. You're giving it giving that energy and power to the old instead of to the new, to what you do want to create. So those are ways that they benefit you. And then we've kind of touched on 
how they hold you back. And that's a big thing that you really want to look at because that's why you want to heal this wound is you have a life that you really want to create, you want to manifest, that you want to live, that you are meant to live. And these old stories are like chains that are holding you back. So until you cut those chains, until you heal that wound, and healing it means you shine a light on it and you give it love. That is the, that is how you heal those wounds. You give it love because what we do when we're talking about shadow is those wounds break off, quote unquote, break off because we're not broken. But it it takes a piece of you and it puts it, it hides it away in the shadow. It's still there, but it's hidden away. And because we don't like it or we've been told we shouldn't like it or other people don't like it. So we don't want to be something that other people don't like, God forbid. And so we put it into this shadow and you put light on it and you give it love and you bring it back into your wholeness and accept it and love it. You are healing that wound. And then when something comes along that tries to open it again, it might sting at first and, you know, you might, it might take your breath or you might need a good cry to release. But then once you realize what it is, you're like, ah, okay, so that's not true anymore. I'm not going to let this yeah. spiral me down. I'm not going to hold on to this. That is not true. That is not the story I'm telling anymore. It's interesting because I got my notes open from the sacred circle that we just did. Mm-hmm. And there was two things and you touched on it of... When you realize that the stories are no longer benefiting you and that they're holding you back, I put here, no more feeding the shadow. Um, No more hiding the best of me because that's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. By not letting it go, you're hiding the very best of you, the things that could bring you joy and bring you the things that you want. And then the, um, how do they hold you back? I wrote here, what would happen? What happens if you stop telling these old stories? Mm-hmm. And when I thought about it, I was like, you know, well, the world's not going to end. It's not. Um, people are still going to love you. The, the, they're going to love you for who you are. That's not going to change. And again, you'll free up crazy energy that you can now harness and channel into the life that you want. The life that will bring you joy. The life that will manifest all these things you want. And that will create these stories that you should be sharing. Like, oh my gosh, I just wrote this book and released it. Oh my gosh, look at this piece of art that I just created. Hey, oh my gosh, I went on Pinterest and I created this Christmas decoration. Look how badass it is. Those are just examples, but it frees up all that energy. And this was a big thing for me. This is what I learned. These old stories, I counted them. I didn't call them old stories. I used to call them evidence. These yeah. look at all this evidence of what a shitty person I am, how broken I am. I'm I'm a failure. I'm not perfect. And when I noticed the moment I started to heal because I started collecting evidence the other way. Because when you're telling old stories, you're not collecting a balanced array, a list of evidence. No, you don't focus on the good stuff you're doing. Like, oh my gosh, I was super suicidal and depressed and anxious, but I still managed to go to school. I did this and I graduated. No, I don't tell that story. I tell the story, the other side, the the negative things and whatever. And so 
to help break those old stories too, start gathering evidence. Oh, you think I'm broken? I'm not broken. This proves I'm not broken. Look what I just did. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I am enough because look, look at this experience I have. Look at these memories. And so, yeah, I would encourage don't don't collect negative evidence or negative stories or old stories about ourselves because they don't help you. By all means, go and collect that evidence of what a badass you are, of how powerful you are, of how you stepped up to fear and stepped up to your shadow, did the work, healed, and became a stronger person for it. Collect those stories. Those are the stories that inspire, right? It it is. Um, And even the ones that we deem negative, I mean, Mm -hmm. every, every event has a gift in it Mm -hmm. and we judge whether it was negative or positive but if you just look for the gift in it and you carry that forward instead of the what's the opposite of a gift (laughs) you know what it took from you or the negative yeah a curse so you take the gift from it and when you focus on that then you are focused you're retelling that story so that's the beauty too like look at those old stories okay you felt that way but how did how did it benefit did it make you stronger those those experiences you know what did you learn yeah i agree with you wholeheartedly and take those go a little deeper than the trauma you know what what did you learn in the result of it it sucked it hurt it was a bitch but you survived it you you know you conquered it all that kind of thing. It, it, you're a stronger person because you're here. You're doing right, it. You're you, making those You choices. have empathy now. Now you, mm-hmm. you've gained empathy compassion. and compassion for other people who have gone through the same thing. And so, you know, you can focus on those things. And that's how you start turning that story around and, retel- you know, yeah. learning a different way of telling it that actually serves you rather than hurts you. And that's the whole goal is you want yeah. to... Look at your old stories that you're telling yourself and catch yourself, you know, just pay attention in the next couple of weeks when you start saying, you know, talking about something that happened in the past, how are you telling it? What are the things you're focusing on? And then start questioning, is there a different way of looking at it? Is there a new perspective that maybe you didn't consider? You know, like with my abandonment, to me, it was like, they left me, they left me, they left me. But I take the perspective of, you know, the other person. And it's like, oh, it wasn't it wasn't about me at all. It was, you know, what they needed to do. So, yeah, you look for the different perspectives. You looked for the gift in it. But also maybe it's even considering that you just don't want to give any energy to that story anymore. It's, oh, I love that. You know, sometimes it's just something that you just leave in the past where it belongs and it doesn't get brought up anymore. It doesn't, it's just something you put down and say, I'm not there anymore. I'm in the present. And, you know, that's not something I want to carry forward with me. I love that. It's, it stops weighing you down and you're not leaking your power and your energy to it anymore. And so that's the goal is to, start writing the story that you really want to tell. And sometimes I I know I talked about this book before called how to do the work. 
and I can't remember her name, Nicole, Dr. Nicole LaPera, I believe it is. Um, but look it up, how to do the work. She's a psychologist, um, a holistic psychologist. And I believe it was in there where you learn how to turn this, you know, you've got one way that you've always told the story, but when you look at it from a different perspective, you can retell the story where you're the hero rather than the victim, you're the hero or heroine of the story. And so you learn how to, even if it, if it was, you know, it was a negative experience, like you were assaulted or you were bullied or whatever it is, how can you retell that story from a hero's perspective and show how you overcame that and move, you know, went on to do the next thing to slay the next dragon or how that taught you something so you could slay the next dragon or whatever it is. I mean, you know, turn those stories around and give yourself some credit and bring some love and some healing to that wound. And so I just to kind of get you thinking in that way, hopefully we've given you some ideas on what to think about. This is a fun way I learned when I was getting my coaching certification for how to rewrite your story is to think of your life up until now, or even just in the last couple of years, what would you, if that were a book, what title would you give it? So consider that. Hmm. I love that. Cause you know what? I'm just like, sorry, but I'm just like, the way that I would title it now is so different from how I would have titled it back. Why? Because I yeah. stopped telling those stories. So yeah, that's a great way to think. Like, what would your title be? What would your story what be? What would your title be? And then even who are the characters in that book? What were the settings? What were the plot points? And, you know, think about, and then how can you retell that story and give it a new title with different plot points, with the different hero, because probably unhealed story, you're give someone else is the hero and you're the victim or the sidekick, the unimportant one, you know, because that's what we do. We downplay our own roles, but we're making choices. And I'm going to touch on that in a minute because that's very important when it comes to your stories and retelling them. But first, Okay, so you, you think about what was my story before. And now I want you to think about, because we're getting toward the end of the year and uh, getting ready to start 2024 and in bulk will come before we know it. Shoot, we're only, what, three months away? <laughs> six weeks to right. build. Yeah, six months. Yes, yeah, six weeks. So three months away. So now is not a bad time to start thinking about what would you like your book for 2024 to be titled? And what characters would you like in it? What settings do you want in it? Um, what are the plot points, you know? And start thinking about how you want to write that story. And then the, the what coming back to the choices, we talked about this, I believe, on uh, at the Sacred Circle as well, is you're always making a choice. You really are. You are, you are manifesting your life. The difference is whether you're doing it intentionally or not. And so you're always making a choice. You are the heroine of your story. 
because that's what a story is, is the hero or heroine is making a choice and then they deal with whatever consequences or rewards or whatever they get from that choice, right? And it takes them to the mm-hmm. next step in the plot. And so you're, you are making a choice even if you're choosing to do nothing or even if you're choosing to tell that story that other way. So challenge yourself when you're making those choices how you're choosing. What intention are you putting into it? Are you even putting intention into it or are you just on autopilot? Yeah. How are you making that choice? Are you doing it because you know it's in your best interest or are you doing it out of habit? Like this is the way I always choose. I always want to choose what's best for the other person. So yeah. What's in your best interest? Like you said, what, you know, you're the heroine. So what moves my story along the story I want where I get what I want? I slay the dragons and, you know, I get Dean Winchester at the end. I want that story. So how do you write it? Right? I was going to say get the girl yeah. in the end, but I want Dean Winchester. But it's it's that kind of thing, you know? It really is about becoming more self-aware and, and really hitting pause when you need to hit pause to think. Do I mean that? Mm-hmm. Is this the choice that I really want? Is this really in my best interest? Or is this just an excuse? Is it just a habit? Because like you said, we're the heroine, we're the hero of the story, we get to choose. We don't have Mm -hmm. someone out there writing it down in a book and we're just helpless pawns being moved around. No, we have way more power than that. We have all the power. It's up to us. We have all the power and it's going, we're, we're doing it anyway, whether we do it with intention or not. You know, every time that you are... You choose to turn right instead of left. You are making a choice. Even if that's the way home, you're still choosing to take that route home. Every, you know, you're doing it anyway. And so when you do it from a place of intention and empowerment, then you're able to make the choices that go in the direction, take you in the direction that you want to go. Exactly. Use your power or do you want to give it away? It's like, I don't want to give away my power. I want to create the life that I want. And so this is how you do it. Yeah. Yeah. You have the power. You can be the the heroine of your own story. And you think about, you know, what is a good story? And it's not ones where things just happen to the main character. That's not really a story. It's just events happening. It's when they actually start responding and making decisions and choosing to even if it's a bad choice I mean that still makes a good story sometimes that makes the better story you know when they make the bad choice (laughs) plot Um, twist yeah but at least you know they're making a choice and that's that's kind of what we're talking about and when you're just falling back on your old stories you're you're not making the choice you're not why would you want to keep falling back and repeating a pattern that's not serving you. I don't think any of us want to do that. Especially mm-hmm. when you go back to what doesn't serve you hurts you. Love whether you realize same. it or not. Yeah. So hopefully we've given you some food for thought and you'll start thinking about your own stories and you know go down that rabbit hole as far as you can google, you know, 
rewriting your own story. There's so much material out there to help you get going or, you know, get in touch with a life coach or spiritual coach or, you know, find those resources because it makes a really big difference. It really does when you're like, you know what? I'm dropping that. Why do I keep saying that? That's just, you know, not helping me at all. And all it does is drag me down and cause issues. And yeah, let's get out of that uh, repeating pattern, that merry-go-round. It's time to get off. Right. Go find a new ride. Try a new ride. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <Yep>. Jinx. <laughs> Life's too short to stick on one ride, especially when you stop enjoying it and it stops being fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was a great, I, I loved this conversation gives it's even given me lots to think about it's all part of shadow work it's all about healing yes i just love it when you keep you keep reminding us it's just going into the shadows and loving ourselves loving what we find there accepting what we find there and reclaiming it you know getting rid of what doesn't serve us it's just like was it spring cleaning for your soul yeah sometimes it's just accepting what you find there and saying, you know what, this is shadow me. This is, it's it's one thing, you know, if there's a wound there that needs to be healed, but it's another thing that it's like, okay, I've healed the wound. I know that I can act like this. This is my shadow self. And then you can decide when, you know, maybe shadow self needs to come out every now and then. Um, but it, it's those underlying wounds that you really want to, heal and shed light on and give love to and then that's how you learn to love and accept yourself exactly as you are imperfectly perfect or perfectly imperfect whichever way you want to say it um that's that's really what the goal is is to learn to love yourself wholly and fully and authentically so that you can be whole and full and authentic for the world I agree. So, Belinda, what starburst are you sharing today? Today, I wanted to share one of the card decks that I have. This is actually by Gabrielle Bernstein, and I love her. She has books. One of the books that I really like is The Universe Has Your Back. That's that's another starburst for another time. She writes so that you know, hey, you can do whatever you want because the universe is there to back you up. It's all about manifesting and stuff. And so I love her. I've read her books. Um, She's just really insightful. She presents her information really, really well. She's just, her approach is just really good. I, it really resonates with me. Um, She's personable. Um, I ended up, because I loved her book so much, I got her card deck. And this one here is called Super Attractor. It's a 52 card deck. And the artwork is by Michaela Ezra. And it's just amazing. 52 affirmations to help you start manifesting limitless abundance today. And I pulled one before this, uh, we started the podcast. And so an example is my greatest spiritual shifts don't come through force, they come through freedom. And I think that, I loved it because to me, it went along with what we were talking about today. Like when we, you know, let go of our old stories, those shifts in and how we feel about ourselves and are able to, our ability to create the world we want 
it comes not because we forced it, but because we freed up all that baggage. We freed up all the energy that we've been using to keep these old stories going. Amazing things happen because of freedom, because we choose to let things go and surrender. And so that was the card that I picked. And so I will put her link in the show notes, but I highly recommend if you're looking for a really cool book to read about manifesting and that whole concept of the universe has your back and you're not alone and you co-partner with the universe, definitely check her out. Her name's Gabrielle Bernstein. What about you, Christy? What's your starburst for today? My starburst is another amazing icon in um, the field, and that is Dolores Cannon. She's like the mother of um, all things weird. (laughs) I don't want to say weird, Mm -hmm. but the metaphysical. I mean, she is, yeah, she's done so much work, um, particularly with past lives um, and fact her daughter is carried on a school for um for learning and being able to be a practitioner of past life regression so a lot of listeners are probably familiar with her um one of her most famous books is the three waves of volunteers on the new earth which is about the three generations or waves of healers and light beings who are in our world, physical world right now today, who have come to kind of move us along into a collective healing and a rebirth of humanity into our highest potential. And so that's a lot of what her work is about, but it's just really fascinating. And so if you haven't heard of Dolores Cannon, definitely go check her out. I wanted to give a starburst to her because she was one of the first Um, authors that I came upon when learning all about the metaphysical and the, you know, the past lives, the Akashic records, the healing through energy and frequency rather than through chemicals. She's, she's an icon. And again, if you haven't heard of her, go check her out. Uh, You can find her at DoloresCannon.com or on Amazon, and we will put a link or wherever you get your books. So thank you so much for joining us for this cuppa. Please come back next Wednesday when we'll be serving the tea on another deliciously magical topic. You can find Starlight Tea on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Player FM, and others. If you go take a look at our link tree, you'll be taken right to all the places you can find the podcast. And in the meantime, be sure to follow us at Starlight Tea Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have a question or a topic suggestion, feel free to DM us or email at hello at starlightteapodcast.com. We hope you'll join us next week. And in the meantime, remember to keep your teacup overflowing so you can serve from the saucer. Now go make some magic.